Welcome to Measure Matters, the podcast that delves into the world of pressure calibration and metrology. I'm your host, Aaron Rayner, Director of Marketing at Menser. In today's episode, we have special guest Steve Keithley, Director of Service at Menser. Now, Steve will be shedding light on an important announcement for the industry, the decommissioning of the renowned CPC 6000 pressure controller. Now, Steve's going to explain why it's crucial for users to act swiftly and either schedule a service order before the end of the year or consider upgrading to the CPC 6050. So let's tune in and discover why this is a matter of importance for all calibration professionals. You're listening to Measure Matters, a podcast by Menser. Steve, welcome. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about what you do here at Menser. So I'm the director of service at Menser, so I oversee the repair and calibration of the instruments that come in from customers, as well as uh, take care of some of the subsidiaries. We have global service centers throughout the world, and so I interact with them as well as far as servicing our products. Okay, so not just nationally, you actually cover the entire globe. The entire globe, yes. Uh Oh, wow, that's pretty awesome. How long have you been with Menser? So I've been with Menser for a total of 31 years. I've had two stints here. The first time was for eight years, and then I came back a couple of years later, and it's been 23 years now. Oh, you realized you had it so good here, I, right? I did, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So 23 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry it's not working out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So you've seen a lot of changes here. Now. Yeah, I've seen quite a few changes uh, in terms of products that come through here, and, uh, and so yeah, it's quite a few changes. Okay. Well, then you're probably familiar with the CPC 6000 then, right? Yes. Yes, I sure am. Yeah. Yeah. When did this come out? So that came out back in uh, 2005 is I think when the first one was sold. Uh, It was probably in the design stages around 2003. And it was uh, really a game changer for our industry and for our sales team. Okay. Now, I understand that there is a special announcement in regards to this particular product. Yes. So at the end of December 2023 this year, uh, we'll no longer be able to offer service on this product, which is unfortunate. It's been a really, really uh, strong product for us over the years. And unfortunately, we're just kind of running out of parts to support this product. Oh, okay. Well, explain to me a little bit about what it means to for a product to be um, at the end of its repair life. Well, bas- basically, like I mentioned, it was just a, mainly a parts issue trying to support this product. It's gone through several iterations over the years, different CPU boards, different transducer boards, and like all electronic equipment, eventually suppliers quit supplying some of the components that we use to uh, service this product. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's probably the main reason we, we try to support these products as long as we can. And um, at this point, it's just getting so difficult that it's uh, basically just time to to call it on the service life of this product. <laughs> so is that a typical lifespan of a product, 20 years, or is that long? Uh, it's actually quite long. Of all, some of our previous products, we've serviced for 20 to 25 years. So uh, we know that customers like these products, that they're benefited by these products, and so, which is the reason we try to service these things as long as possible. Awesome, awesome. You hear that, everybody? built to last i'm not sure i could say that i think i owe someone money for saying yeah. that type of slogan i better be careful huh right right <laughs> so okay well i do know that uh one of the things that um that is in the announcement is that mentor will make commercially reasonable efforts to offer repair support correct yeah what does that mean so that just means as long as we can continue to get certain components we'll try to service them for 
example the display that's that's a part that um, if we can get that component if the vendor hasn't obsoleted it we'll continue to try to service that component but in this case unfortunately the display isn't mm -hmm. available so that's one of the issues with the display goes out on this product we can't replace it any longer there's no substitute right right with a lot of Mincer products, right? There's right, no with a lot. <laughs> right, absolutely. There's so many plugs today, you know. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be like a little ribbon band yeah. at the bottom here, you know, right. like a promo code. Mm -hmm. Well, this thing is kind of a rock star. Over 1,700 units sold, over 1,200 transducers sold. I mean, this is this is a rock-solid piece of gear. Yeah, and actually 1,700 is just from the time that we could, we have recorded presently. It's over 3,000 units sold uh -huh. from 2005 up to present day. So uh, that's that's quite a few products. Well, and it was kind of a trendsetter at the time when it came out. Um, it was one of the first controllers, I believe, to have uh, the uh, the removable... Um, right, removable transducers removable inside. Removable transducers, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and one nice thing, too, this was also a dual-channel calibrator, so it had two separate pneumatic channels. So essentially what was a big sales pitch for this product was you could replace two controllers with one controller. Oh, wow. So it was a big cost savings. You had the removable transducers, the pneumatic modules slid out the back so it was easy to service. Uh, if somebody wanted to expand that controller, they could add modules to it or take modules out. So it was a state of the art when it came out. So, and from what I understand, the removable transducers, that's something that even the competition didn't embrace or catch on to for like 10 years that's right at the time there was no no competition for this product uh, so which was in from a sales side excellent excellent sales tool to be able to go in and tell customers that all the features and options this product had over the competition nice nice so in what circumstance then um would it make sense to to upgrade away from the CPC 6000 to say the 6050? I think if it's a couple of reasons. Uh, one is if the product is, if the CPC 6000 is a pretty old vintage, probably want to go ahead and upgrade to the 6050. One of the benefits designed into the 6050 was that it can accept the CPC 6000 transducer. So it's somewhat backward compatible. Now it's only the transducers that are backward compatible. The electronics is completely different. Um, there are some benefits to the 6050 transducer over the 6000 transducer, but really, in most cases, if a customer's been using the 6000 and they want to use the transducers from that CPC 6000 into the CPC 6050, they, they can do that. Well, that's the important bit that they would want to bring over into the new platform anyways, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So all the, all the coefficients, all the data stored on the transducer itself. So if you have a really good history with that particular transducer, you definitely want to keep it and, and use it in the CPC 6050. Okay. Now, so we're uh, we're the 29th as we're recording this. Mm -hmm. However, sorry, Siri's about to start talking to me here. <laughs> um, so they have time to get, you know, stuff serviced on their existing CPC 6000 if they wanted to. Correct. So what are some of the instances where that's what you would recommend if, you know, upgrading either wasn't an option or just something that sure. doesn't fit their need? So, so I think if you have a CPC 6000 and it's had a really good history, it's been serviced quite regularly, you haven't had any real issues with it, there's probably no reason to upgrade at this point, uh, but you just need to be knowledgeable or understand that if something does happen to it, mm -hmm. you, you're gonna have to probably 
by the CPC 6050 to replace it. Uh, Got it. And so, you know, we'll continue to calibrate this product. There's no issues with the calibration part of it. It's only the service and repair side that you probably want to consider you know, budgeting for a new controller at some point. Okay. Okay, perfect. So, and then you had mentioned earlier the transducers can be removed from their existing CPC uh, 6000 and put into the 6050, but not the, the, the barometer, correct? Correct. The barometer works off, a, it's a little bit different in terms of the communication on the barometer between the 6000 and the 6050. So, those are not interchangeable. Okay. So, if you were to make a push towards upgrading instead of uh, servicing, what would that uh, benefit be of going to the newer platform? So the newer platform, of course, has the latest electronics in it, as well as some features and benefits that the 6000 doesn't have. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a few more test features on the 6050 for like the leak testing um, and some other type, type of features that come standard on the 6050 that we didn't have on the CPC 6000. Um, I think the main part is you know, of course, the upgrade in electronics, so it'll give you a much longer life extension on the CPC 6050. Okay, and I know that it has this super cool and large uh, touchscreen display on the 6050. Yeah, the, six, the CPC 6050 display is definitely a much, much uh, nicer display than the old CPC 6000. Yeah, because I'm looking at the 6000, and it looks like it has a display from like a Commodore 64 or an Atari. <laughs> that was an H-check reference, yeah, by the yeah, way. Right. <laughs> So there's some benefits there. Right, right. So have you had uh, people talk to you about making that leap, uh, some of the advantages that they they see right away with the 6050? Uh, so there have been a few people talk about. We're still kind of in the early stages. Uh, I think at this time, we, what I try to do is try to make these announcements months and months before we know that they're going to go obsolete. Um, that's just because I know from a purchasing standpoint, these are more along the lines of capital equipment. So people mm -hmm. have to get all these approvals. So I started announcing the demise of the CPC 6000. Probably That's at least a harsh two years word, ago. isn't it? Demise? <laughs> demise of, are yeah, we putting yeah. it out to pasture? We're putting it out to pasture, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. It's <laughs> but, okay, guy. We still yeah, love you. But it's, a, it's been a great product. I know people have a, a they, they tell us how much they like that product. And uh, so it's nice that we kind of carry that over into our other products mm -hmm. and, and maintain that interchangeability with the transducers and the dual channels and the touchscreen display. So it's it, everything we make is pretty user friendly. So nobody back there is going to have like separation anxiety or anything. I right? don't like, think so. They're embracing the new stuff. Uh, no problem. Yeah, they're embracing the new <laughs> stuff. Yes. We can get it dipped in broads. Right. How's that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know that the 6050 is just it's got a. A bigger range. I mm -hmm. think it's a 210 bar on this one. Right. Yeah. Right. And I believe it's three times uh, on the stability to at at, at uh, 0 0.001. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one for the active range right. is 0 0.003. Correct. Yes. And that's a benefit to the the end user. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We've increased the range on the 6050. I think up to 3,000 psi. So basically, double double the range capability of mm -hmm. the 6050 over the CPC 6000. And it, and it and it has the same trusted technology for. Um, uh, the regulator principle, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Pretty similar regulators. A little bit different design, but 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 uh, concepts basically the same. Well, dig into that a little bit just to let people understand that. Mm -hmm. So the so the regulator technology is uh, I think we use what we call kind of a constant flow regulator technology in this particular product, uh, which allows it to control low pressures really well, uh, and uh, so 
you know, from the, from the regulator standpoint, it's very robust. We have very little issues with the regulators themselves on this product. So how low pressure are we talking here? So this, we go down to 10 inches of water full scale. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's on that's on both products. Both products also for, for low pressures, we have a pump module. So that generates its own pressure if you don't have supply pressure. Um, I think in most cases, people will opt for the, or I, you know, I suggest if you have supply pressure, of course, to opt for our standard regulating system, but there is a pump module available for it too. Okay, okay. And then I believe added for the 6050, it has the removable barometer, correct? Correct, it has a removable barometer. So when customers have to send, or when it comes time to calibrate this product, you can just send out the transducers, remove the barometer, remove all the transducers, or one or two of the transducers, whatever, send them back to, to Menzer or to a calibration facility to have those calibrated. Okay, and that's not the case with the 6000, or it is? So the CPC 6000, the original CPC 6000, the barometer was not removable. And uh, later we upgraded that to where it was a removable barometer, which was a, a big addition to this product. And so it too has that capability, but a lot of the early ones were not removable. Okay. So <clears throat> what, what, what can an end user expect after the deadline is hit and the new year rolls around? Like, are they going to call in? with a question about the CPC 6000 are they going to get this recording that's like I'm sorry the number you've reached is disconnected <laughs> we're not going to we're we're probably not going to do that <laughs> i think in most cases uh, it depends on the problem the customers experiencing if they have some kind of pneumatic problem we'll probably be able to service those for a short time if it requires valve replacements or something because um, we're probably still going to have s- some stock of some components if it's a uh, display issue or cpu board issue displays we probably won't have that many of cpu boards may or may not have those so it's 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 going to be you know we're definitely going to try to help the customer but Mm -hmm. they should not be surprised if we come back and say i'm sorry we can't repair it because we've already put out this notice that we are running into parts issues well, I do know that Menser is known for having just this, you know, excellent customer service and a great customer service uh, history. And so I can't imagine you guys not being able to tackle anything that comes your way, whether it's this one, that one, or any of our past products. So I know that for the most part, our customers are very, very happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the one of the things about our service department, I've got a great service team, is, is we try to treat people the way we'd want to be treated if we're trying to get some service on whatever, you know, computer, car, you have these expectations how you want to be treated. So we want to treat our customers the same way. Okay. So I can bring my car around if I need to Sure. Yeah, we'll air up the tires for you. (laughs) (laughs) Just roll it into the back of the building. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be the one calling the tow truck, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is it, Jaguar or something? I I don't know what he's talking about. Um, (laughs) So let's talk about software compatibility. Um, 100% compatible, yeah? As far as making the, the, the change? Oh, well, the, the, the internal software with the transducers, yes. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the software um, software commands are backward compatible as well. So if you've been using a CPC 6000 in a test system, you should be able to, to drop that 6050 in and use it as well. Okay. Okay. Well, any last words about this uh, topic of the decommissioning? Not demise, decommissioning. <laughs> decommissioning, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, well, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's been a very reliable product over the years. Um, 
course, we're, we're, we're sad to, to see it go because it has been such a reliable product. We're familiar with it, um, but uh, I would encourage everybody to understand this isn't a, uh, wasn't a quick decision. We've, we spent some time on it. We understand the implications that it might have for customers who rely on this product, but we have a solution, of course, a backup solution that doesn't uh, require you to completely redesign your test system. So we have the 6050 as a, as a, as a good product and is a great product to, to replace the CPC 6000. Awesome. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Steve, I really appreciate you coming in to explain uh, some very important information about the CPC 6000, as well as some reasons to upgrade to the 6050. Hey, you can check us out at www.menser.com or on our blog podcast page, where you can also leave comments and feedback for us. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Measure Matters for the most up-to-date information on all things metrology.